HT, New York City. Welcome to Hot 97's Street Soldiers, the hottest talk on radio. Hosted by Lisa Evers. I'm so glad you're joining us for this episode of Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers, on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, Facebook, Lisa Evers, Instagram, at Lisa Evers. And what we're talking about in this episode is gun violence. We just saw the tragic shootings at the community college in Oregon, at least nine people killed, many others wounded. Many people shocked that here was a 26-year-old man who had access to legal firearms, at least 13 were legally purchased and legally owned and to cause so much death and destruction. But what we're also looking at is the attention that is focused on this. What about the attention when gun violence happens on an ongoing basis in our communities, in our cities, on a daily basis? President Obama took a little bit of heat politically for his comments after the tragedy, saying that we have become numb to gun violence. It's always the same reaction, that it's the same song and dance and nothing ever gets done. So we've assembled an incredible panel for you for this episode of Hot 97 Street Soldiers to really look at this issue of gun violence, which you know is something that's so central to the show and also very close to my heart. We we founded Push for Peace in 2011 with former uh, Newark Mayor Cory Booker in Newark. We've been working with Eric Adams in Brooklyn with the Push for Peace shows there and the hashtag Push for Peace. You know, use that in your tweets and in your posts on IG. And uh, it's just it's something we really want to address because crime overall in the United States, especially in New York City, is down. And yet there still persists this problem with these illegal handguns, with the gun violence, and especially with our teenagers and our kids getting access to these guns. So we're going to talk about all aspects of this um, with our panel. Joining us for this discussion is Dr. Elisa English. She's a clinical social worker. Her website is AskDrElisa.com. She works with many survivors of gun violence, people who have lost loved ones to gun violence, and her son's father was shot and killed in the streets of New York City. So this is a very personal issue for her, as well as a professional one. Dr. Elisa, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, Lisa. And also joining us is Leah Gunn-Barrett. She's the Executive Director of New Yorkers Against Gun Violence. Leah, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, and I also lost a brother to gun violence. I'm sorry about that. So, And I know this issue for you is not just political, it's very personal as yes. well. And, and we appreciate you taking the time to come in thank and talk you. with us. Also joining us is George Greco. He's the New York City Director for the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. He's a firm believer in the Second Amendment rights for gun owners, and he's going to speak on their behalf and explain that point of view for us. George, thank you so much for being with us again. We appreciate thank it. Thank you for having me. I'd just like to um, uh, express my uh, personal condolences to the family uh, uh, of, the, of the victims and, and, and the friends that were affected by this tragedy. All right, thank you very much. Also with us is Tahea Lewis. She's an R&B artist. She is learning firearm safety. She lives in Patterson, and given her hours as, as an entertainer, as a, a beautiful woman, that she's got to watch out you know, on the streets. And we're going to find out her story and what she's going through right now, what made her make this decision. Tahea, thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you guys. We really appreciate it. Also with us is Marlon Peterson. Um, his website is marlonpeterson.com. He's the founder of Presidential Group. That's precedent, as in precedent, P-R-E-C-E-D-E-N-T. He's also a board member of New Yorkers Against Gun Violence. Marlon, thank you so much for being with thank us. Thank you. Thanks for having me on here, Lisa. We appreciate it. Also with us is Donnell Spikes. He's a gunshot survivor and suffered P uh, PTSD due to the gun violence. Donnell, thank you so much for being with us. No problem, Lisa, anytime. We, we really appreciate it. Dr. Elisa, I want to start with you on this. 
Many people were upset when they saw, as naturally they would be when they saw the, the destruction and the death that happened in Oregon. But for a lot of people, there was a sense, the same one that the president had, that here, here we go again. This happened again. The reaction's the same, and nothing's going to change. What did you feel when you heard about that? Uh, complete, complete sadness. Um, when the president says that people have become numb, it's true. The more you're exposed to trauma, the more that it becomes part of your everyday experience, and you really start to become numb to that experience. Uh, I think that it, it, we, as a society, must do something about it. If you, if there's no real reaction to the action, then no one really knows what to do, and it's up to all of us as a society to respond in a way that people can see some tangible results. George Greco, a lot of people were surprised when the law enforcement got to the scene and they were going through everything and the, the evidence that was there left in the aftermath of this terrible tragedy. And of course, our thoughts and prayers are with the, the victims, their families, the survivors and their families in that entire community. But th at least 13 of those 14 guns were legally purchased and legally owned. What do you say about that? Well, Lisa, let, let me start off by first saying this. You know, evil has been around since the uh, beginning of time. And, and nobody can license and eat what somebody who has evil within them, whether it's legally or illegal, what they're going to do. Whether it's with a firearm, whether it's with a knife, whether it's with an, uh, uh, an automobile. But secondly, you know, the, the argument, in my opinion, for this topic of conversation is not so much about firearms, it's about mental health. Uh, you know, there are people uh, that really should not be handling firearms because, you know, uh, a lot of young people today, because of the educational system, you know, years ago when a kid was in class and he would be jittery, he, you know, they didn't put him on some type of, you know, medication. So you have these people, young people today, that are being diagnosed at an early age, okay, and they're growing up with this, uh, you know, ADD medication, and, and as they get older, they're legally able to possess a firearm. But George, there are millions of people that are on medication for different mental mm -hmm. health issues, and they're not picking up guns and going into classrooms Absolutely. and shooting people. I but mean, you can't dictate evilness. Mass murders. Only about one in four had a prior mental health um, diagnosis. I mean, that's completely far-fetched. And even if we had a perfect mental health system where we were able to address all bipolar, all depression, and all schizophrenia, it would only account for about one percent of all the violence um, uh, in in the society. It has nothing to do with mental mental illness. Yeah. I mean, we're real the estate to hang our hat on as a collective body, but it's not the end all and be all to it. Yeah, I have Lee, to what agree. About this? Yeah, I have to agree with. Dr. Lisa, America doesn't have um, a lock on uh, the number of mentally ill people living in our nation. At some point, everyone's going to suffer some mental illness, whether it's depression. Uh, we have no more per capita than any other nation, but what we do have is more gun deaths. America has 30% of the OECD uh, population, um, but we have 90% of the gun homicides, and I'll tell you why it is. Guns are too easily accessible. It's the guns, stupid. We're not regulating them tightly enough, and most of these atrocities are committed by legal gun owners who were law-abiding until they decided not to be. Um, and so our threshold for approving even background checks through federally licensed dealers is far too low in the United States. All right, we're going to talk about talk about solu solutions or what proposed Lisa, solutions can I, are. Can I say something yeah. in regards to this? And, and then I want to okay. give everyone a chance uh, to panel, and then we know, can just with, make with all, with all due respect to, to uh, this uh, you know young lady sitting next to me, uh, in, in regards to uh, too easy for you know, people to get firearms, New York City the state of New York, the state of New Jersey, 
the state of Illinois, the state of California. I'm licensed to carry a firearm in 40 different states. Licensed. And I'm not law enforcement, nor have I ever been. But I went through the process. New York City is a very, very dramatic experience to get a, a firearm license, whether it's a carry license or whether it's a premise it's license. It's very tough. It's one of the very, toughest Very, very difficult. So it's not just a federal NICS check. They go, they, they basically give you a colonoscopy. Okay, no, but that's not good. But that's not good. But Marlon, you wrote, a, you wrote an article, that, but that's not the way, in New York City, most of the violence is committed with illegal handguns. Mm -hmm. Most of the deaths and murders on the streets are committed with illegal handguns. And Marlon, you wrote a story about how easy it was when you back were on the other side of the law back in the day, how easy it was to get a gun. Tell us about that. Well, yeah, definitely. You know, it's very easy to purchase a gun. I, I mean, in the article I wrote that guns do kill people, that's the title of the article, I opened up with a um, sort of a narrative where I said that the first, one of the first guns I ever bought was at a bodega. Um, and then from that on... It's and, sort of, and how was that? That was in the city? It was in the city. I'm from Brooklyn, so it was right in Brooklyn. Um, that and I you just go to the bodega from. and like instead of chips and, well, a, and a soda, you're getting... Well, similar, similar like that. Similar give me a like nine, that. give me a Nina. The, the thing, the point about that article, though, is that that when we speak about legal guns and illegal guns, that gun was once a, a legal gun. Right, so when you think about the the, uh, the violence that happens in communities in Brooklyn and so far, and in ghettos around the city, around the country, those illegal guns that we're speaking about start off as legal guns at some point, and we need to be thinking about like, in terms of like how lax they are in terms of being able to get those legal guns into communities, in terms of background checks and, 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 and loopholes that allow people these legal guns to become. All right, we'll, we'll talk guns. about that in a minute. Now, Tahaya Lewis, you're from Patterson, New Jersey. Yes. You, people would look at you and say, oh, she's not the typical person that's going to go out for a gun. She's, first of all, you're a woman, which is a much smaller group of gun owners, very attractive. You're in the entertainment industry. Tell us what made you decide that you need to have that kind of protection. Um, safety, being a single mom and just, you know, wanting to learn firearm safety. It's, I don't believe it's um, the gun issue. Um, we have many car accidents and every year that kills people. Um, drinking is legal and people are still driving around killing people, DWIs, DUIs. Um, and I think we're also missing the part in the incident in Oregon where he actually, when he was shooting the victims, Ask, asking them what their religion were. So that is a major part that we're missing out on this whole issue. That this was religion-based. That this but is there's like no a evidence but he, against but he a killed them religion. anyway, right. no matter what their answer well, was. I think it, it has to do with so much the gun, because he could have went in there with knives. Yeah, but we know? don't have so mass stabbing. Yeah, but you so can't, you can't, to... George, how much, how, a, regular, a regular clip, uh, like a 12-round or 16-round clip in a 9-millimeter handgun, how many bullets go off well, per well, second well, or per well, minute? A regular magazine in a regular firearm is 10 rounds. There are different magazines that can fit that same firearm to have you know, a larger capacity of projectiles to be discharged within it. But, you know, for self-preservation purposes, uh, you know, like... Uh, but let me just ask you, semi for those of us who are not gun owners, a semi-automatic, like a 9mm, that's a semi-automatic. It's 10 rounds. Okay, but in how many seconds? Like you can shoot in a, within a matter of minutes, you can unload... If it's, well, if it's semi-automatic, can't you keep your finger on the trigger and unload no, a, whole, no. the, the a answer, whole clip? Number one, a semi-automatic is, is, is you have to pull the trigger each time to discharge the projectile. It is not an automatic firearm. So it's premeditation. Okay, so you have to, for each discharge, you got to have the finger on the trigger, pull it, release it, 
pull it again. But that can be done in a matter of seconds. Adam Lanza got off 140 rounds in less than four minutes. But but again, it goes back to evilness. Okay, you can't. It goes back to the guns, stupid. I'm I'm actually glad she brought up cars because if we look at what we've done with cars since the 1960s, automobiles used to kill lots and lots of people in the United States. Traffic deaths have gone down 90% since the 1960s. You know why? Because we took a public health approach and started regulating cars and drivers to reduce accident and injury. People are not perfect. We make why mistakes. Why can't I buy a Ferrari that does Please 300 miles an hour? Please don't interrupt me, sir. So what we have is we have seatbelts on cars. We have safety gloves. We have driver's ed. We have insurance requirements. We have uh, better highways, better lighting. And guess what? Well, that what? was President Obama's point. He said that exactly. we, we look at other issues, whether it's issue. a, a safety issue with transportation, if it's an issue with food, there's some kind of poisonous thing with food. There's there's measures measures that are taken. And but gun deaths are going up in 17 states now in the United States. There are more gun deaths per capita than car accidents, motor George, vehicle deaths. Help, help us understand why does somebody need? Okay, I understand a woman alone. You're in Oregon. You're in the freaking woods. You want to have you know you're you're out there by yourself with your son. You want to feel like you have a gun there, have a gun there for protection. I can understand that. But 14 guns. That many and however many she had and and an AR what is it AR fifteen? I don't know anything about AR fifteen because is a New York City resident. I'm not allowed to possess one. Right, but that's okay, a military that's, grade that's automatic one, rifle. It's a New York City resident, uh, you know. So and we should have those laws. But I'm just generally. saying, it's like how many people locked up in a in a safe place? You know, that shouldn't be just available. But we always hear that, place. but they never are. It seems. But like. Lisa, in Lisa, with all due respect, an AR fifteen. Okay, and what you're referring it's to, like a military machine it, gun, it, right? Well, well no. It, it is a style. It's a look. Okay. No, it's more than that. Uh, don't it's interrupt a, me, please. It's, it's a, 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 a AR-15 is a semi-automatic firearm. It is not an automatic firearm. You cannot buy an automatic AR-15 on a federal level in this country unless you're military or police. Okay. That is a military-style-looking design firearm. That's a semi-automatic firearm. Pure and simple, because it looks. More than what it is doesn't make it more than what it is. Okay, but help me understand the mentality because there were, you, people would have no problem. Okay, Second Amendment right guarantees people the right to bear firearms. Somebody wants to have a gun in their home to protect their home, their children, whatever, from intruders. Home break-ins remain one of those areas of crime. Carjackings. That, carjacking, that type of thing. Or have a carry permit. If there, There's a lot of women, too, that work as salespeople. They're traveling. They're on the road. They're in all these different places. But do you? why does somebody in a, in a civil in, in just a civilized society need 14 to 16 guns in an apartment. It's a personal preference. I mean, at least it comes down to why does somebody need like eight SUVs? So then we need to regulate it. say this is like a woman, like why do I need 30 pairs of shoes? These are collecting. These are collectible people. That, 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 but I think that, it's largely problematic. Various reasons. Uh, collect these. It's farms. largely problematic when we and sort of flippantly answer that question where you ask why would somebody have to have 14 guns and you compare it to something that's not killing people, right? We're literally talking about mass shootings where people are literally dying. They are, Average about thirty thousand deaths from gun violence in this country, and that's through intentional homicides, suicides, etc. And we having this conversation around guns flippantly, as if owning multiple guns is sort of necessary for self-defense. How many guns can you hold at one point in time to defend yourself? But Marlon, well, 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 take me to the street. Take me to the streets, though, because take me to the Marlin pre-incarceration, pre-rehabilitation, pre-everything that you've gone through and done, and we give you tremendous credit for that, you know, for what you've done with your life and how you're trying to help people. But back in the day, when you were writing that article, walking into that bodega, what made you want to walk into that bodega in Brooklyn and buy a gun? 
guns were like sneakers, and I say that in sense sadly, but guns were something that people had, and folks, it was very easy to access it. And I think largely for me, um, it was one out of fear, but also it's sort of just like fitting in, fear and fitting in. That's not sort of what not what that is not what was projected from me. But I know in terms of being able to look in hindsight, it's sort of fear and fitting in that made me wanted to uh, you know to have access to guns the way I did when I was young. And I'm talking about as young as the first time I held a gun was 14 years old. Um, what? Right. So, so I'm just saying, like, there's fear and definitely fitting in would play the role in why I ha- was able to get my hand on these sort of guns, and people in the neighborhood had their hands on these sort of guns as well. So you when had to do that. Donnell, you were shot. Tell us about that. And we're glad you're here to talk with us about it. When I was shot, it was, it felt like a dream, to be honest, because I didn't believe I was shot until I seen it for my own self. So... I actually passed out from losing too much blood. And Where were you shot? I was shot in my elbow. But the, the angle it went, it hit a vein, and it was just... Blood everywhere. Blood everywhere. And I actually got shot by something very small, 2-5. And the way the angle went through, it pierced the, the vein, and it went in my bone. So it's actually a fragment. It's still in there. Sometimes when I go through the metal detectors, still ring at times. But this did a but, number on you psychologically. Yeah, psychologically, it it traumatized me to be honest. Psychologically, and after a while, it was something that I got used to, because I'm from the Bronx. I live uptown in the Bronx, where there's a a lot of homicides, a lot of unsolved murders that go cold, and. I hear gunshots every day, every night, and to other people, it might amuse them, like, oh, wow, people shooting, but to me, to be honest, it's normal. It's like, I have to say, but it's like hip-hop to my ears because I hear it all the time, and it's sad that I have to live in this society where gunshot sounds is literally music to my ears. Well, that's a terrible thing. So how are you, how are you doing now? Now? Mentally. Mentally, I'm, I'm great now. Uh... I was I recently was mourning the death of my friend because it passed. It's been a year. He got killed June sixth of two thousand fourteen. I'm sorry. And that he been on my mind a lot, so I've been kind of in and out. Kind of kind of down about that. Yeah. Doctor Elisa, what about what he's going through? Yeah. Um. The fact that even you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. I'm thinking so much about ACE. You know, adverse childhood experiences. The more you're exposed to adverse childhood experiences, and that can be all sorts of trauma. Um. The higher the chance that you would engage in some kind of violent behavior, and it it just speaks to so much of even what you were talking about. You've dealt with this issue. Now you've been traumatized, and as much as you're coping and it seems like you're coping well this is part of your experience as a young man and you have to live with that for a very long time now what about this what about the gunman in the Oregon case 26 year old Christopher Harper Mercer lived with his mother does he fit a profile Dr. Lisa uh according to his family no but his father mentioned today I was listening to him that he has no clue why anyone would sell his son 13 guns he has no clue why anyone would allow him to purchase 13 guns because he didn't see the need for that many guns. George, what about that? Well, that that's a and pers- everybody, please feel free mm-hmm. to jump in. That, that's a personal <laughs> preference, Lisa. But but I can only I, I can only say that I was a victim of Hurricane Sandy. I Should live regulate. in the Rockaways, and I oh, can wow. tell you for nine days, okay, we had nobody around us. 
Okay, there was no police, there was no firemen, there was nothing. We had no power, we had no water, and I can tell you what you never seen on the news, the jackals were coming out at night, okay, from all over, to rob the houses, okay, to come in, because a lot of people left their houses, I didn't, I basically declared myself sheriff for three square blocks. When they came rolling up, at two o'clock in the morning, I was out there, okay, but I felt safe because I am prepared. Yeah. Not everybody's prepared. Do, do prepared, I, me, prepared meaning prepared. licensed to carry a handgun. The, qu- the question was why uh, would possessing firearms that could defend myself, my family, and my property. Right, right. So that's one gun. And an actual and and a disaster such uh, you know as a, uh, a hurricane or, or no. Well, and some and people the see the south side of Chicago as a, a as a war zone also, and so should everyone in south side of Chicago be carrying guns in order to protect multiple themselves? Guns. And well, there were people guns. that were that's completely. There were people uh, that were saying that if every <laughs> student to hear what do you think about this? They were saying every student in that in those that classroom had had a gun or a bunch of them had that there would have been lives that have been saved um yeah exactly why i am currently practicing um and learning gun safety so that if i'm ever in a situation where i need to defend myself or my children i can do so and i don't want to be the only one in the room like left out and he comes in and you know i'm like oh well i don't have anything to protect myself because my right was taken away from me and I don't want that to be. Do we really want everyone in college classrooms and all over the country carrying firearms? What kind of society have we descended to? You know, um, schools are should be safe places for learning. You shouldn't expect to be shot when you attend class or when you would go to a movie theater to see a film or go shopping in the mall. You know, America's gun problem is out of control and the reason is very simple. It's far too easy for people to get their hands on guns. I wish the whole state, the whole nation, had gun laws as tough as New York cities and New York states. We have licensing and regulation here. Local law enforcement determines whether someone is fit either emotionally, mentally, or any other way to have a firearm. And that's the way it should be nationwide. The but standards Lee, but are far a, too also low. A, but a lot of the guns that are used in crimes in New York City, the police tell us all the time, is the, they're, they're trafficked up here up what they call that's the Iron absolutely Pipeline, right. I-95. They're brought into the city. If we had tougher, so there's a thriving black market yes, for there these is. handguns. But that's because it's easy to buy them in places like Virginia absolutely. and Georgia and Florida with, with no questions asked. And they're trafficked into states like New York, which does have tough gun laws. Guns are like pollution or they're like cockroaches they cross state lines very easily and unless you have strong federal laws yes. to keep them out of the wrong hands you're going to continue to George, have this carnage well, the, mur- the murder federal capital regulation. the murder capital of the united states is washington dc because of virginia okay. and 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 you know they have tough gun laws down there uh and 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 same thing with illinois okay they have tough gu- because of indiana in but but there's but a lot of this stuff is is gang you know related you know it's drug related you know it's it's the the, the breakdown of the family unit two-thirds okay? of gun deaths and, are and also it's the young people that are emulating uh you know hollywood movies okay that, which is a whole segment in itself everything except the gun <laughs> Everything except the gun. So we're having a conversation about gun violence, and earlier folks said, well, this is not about the gun. So what is it about? Mental health. It's the yeah, gun, stupid. No, it is not. All, no, it's not. In all truth, and so I think it's very disrespe- irresponsible and insensitive yes. to always place these issues of gun violence and say it's a mental health. A reasonable person doesn't go out killing having, people. We're not, having, we're not having a responsible conversation around mental health That's all right. the time. We have the conversation around mental health when somebody when you have these mass shootings. So we're sort of just sort of like, we're, we're, we're conflagrating these sort of things and we're fusing them when they shouldn't be fused That's all right. the well, time. Well, look, char- look, look at the Charleston church killer. I, no, absolutely. That was, we should have there the was no mental 
mental health, no mental health. Uh, allegations it's there or, a mental or health issue. insinuations. We it's can always say, say allegations, anyone insinuations. Who, um, pr- anyone who engages in mass murder, certainly we can suggest that has some kind of distorted mind, but to just neatly compartmentalize them into a mental health disorder or disease, the data just does not support that. I don't feel like a shame person. George, I'm going to come back. I think that people, you know, like you said, not not to. I think we should because no sane person would do those things. Okay, well, we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with more with our panel. We're talking, about, we're talking about gun violence, the, uh, the horrible tragedy that happened at the Oregon Community College, and also the tragedies that continue on our streets. Is it the guns? Or is it the people holding the guns, pulling the trigger? That's what we're talking about. And how do we make sure that the rights of gun owners are protected according to the Constitution and also protect the innocent people who are being killed by these weapons many times illegally, sometimes legally with legal weapons? I'm Lisa Evers, your host for Hot 97 Street Soldiers on Twitter, at Lisa Evers, Facebook, The Gram. Hit us up with your comments right now, at Lisa Evers on my Instagram page and on Twitter, at Lisa Evers. We'll be back right after this. Peep game, you know what it is. It's your man Sky Zoo, and you're tuned in to Street Soldiers with the one and only Lisa Evers. Real issues, real politics, real people. Let's get it, y'all. Welcome back to Hot 97 Street Soldiers. I'm your host, Lisa Evers. In the aftermath of the Oregon Community College shooting tragedies, we are talking about this whole issue of gun violence. Do you feel, as President Obama said, that we've become numb to it? A lot of people thought after the Newtown massacre with all those little kids that we would finally address this issue and come to some national consensus about what is good for the country, what is good for everyone. And yet, as President Obama said, here we go again, another tragedy, the same kind of media response, the same kind of calls for action that never get acted on. And where are we going with this? So we have a great panel to discuss this. Uh, we're going to pick it up again with Dr. Elisa English. She's a clinical social worker. AskDrElisa.com. She works with many victims of gun violence, survivors, people who've lost loved ones. Her son's father was shot and killed on the streets of New York in gun violence. Leah Gumbert is with us. She's the executive director of New Yorkers Against Violence, Gun Violence. She became active after her brother uh, was shot and killed. Also joining us is George Greco. He's a New York City director of the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association. Also with us is Tahea Lewis. She is an R&B artist from Patterson, a single mom. She is learning firearm safety and how to properly use a gun to protect herself and her children. And also with us, Marlon Peterson, MarlonPeterson.com. He's the founder of Presidential Group and a board member of New Yorkers Against Gun Violence and Donnell Spikes, who's a gun uh, gunshot survivor. Uh, George, I said I will come back to you on this. The issue of legislation. People, state by state, this patchwork quilt of different laws, people say that that's the reason why you can buy a gun legally in Pennsylvania or down south, and then somebody can fill up a trunk and then come, come here you know, with these straw purchases and come here to New York and sell them at a premium. To purchase a firearm in any given state, you know, it's, it's, it's not that easy, Lisa. You have to go in, you have to show identification, you know, you have to sign a document that you, you're buying that for yourself. It's 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 a process, and it, there are federal laws that uh, that have to be complied with before a firearm uh, gets sold and 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 and, and you know uh, transferred from the dealer to the the customer. Now, you can't buy more than you know more more than one gun within a, a three or five day whatever that. I forget what the uh, the federal statute is. I just know in New York City it's thirty days. But there's no limit to how many guns you can buy. Correct. There's no law that says, okay, as long as you go through the waiting period and as long as you qualify, if you want to have 20 guns or 30 guns, you can do that. 
That's correct. Yes. So is that smart for our country? I mean, we're, we're well. I don't ha- really personally. I don't have a problem with it because there are different applications. For argument's sake, you know, I'm going shooting Friday. I'm doing sport clay shooting. But when I leave here, I might go to the range on West 20th Street and do some pistol shooting. So there are different firearms for different applications. Uh, what's the difference whether you have one car or five cars? Whether you have one firearm or five firearms? There's there's different applications for a lot of these firearms Leo, Leo, what about that, that are used in in, in well, you know, for hunting is, and George whatnot. Is flat wrong. I mean, it's very easy to get your hands on a gun. No questions asked. Are we asked. talking legally or illegally? I want to I um, distinguish. Legally. Legally. Many states do not require basic criminal background checks, which are the lowest bar possible. You don't have an outstanding felony. Law. Okay, a lot of states don't require that. It's very easy to get guns on the internet. Um, you know, the unregulated gun market is growing. It's huge, particularly with internet sales. So, you know, these guns are easily available legally, but that's the point, is we have a system which does not regulate who gets their hands on guns. And so I'm talking about increasing... What would you like to see? Well, we'd like to see gun laws as strict as New York. Did you know that New York has the third lowest gun death rate in the nation? New York City has the lowest suicide rate of any major cities because there aren't as many guns in personal possession. Having a gun does not protect you. You're far more likely to kill yourself, someone you know or love, or use it in an unintentional shooting than you are to repel some home invader. Those are the facts. There are too many guns and they are not regulated. We need to regulate guns like cars. Taya, what about that? Um, Concerns? I, I definitely will say, like, even in my neighborhood, there's so many deaths, um, you know, from gun violence. But it's the knowledge and the safety and uh, knowing how to use it. And going back to what George said, the mental health issue. Same people don't go around shooting people just for no reason. And so that's a major part in whether you take a car and just start running people down or whatever it is. So... And there's a lot. Yeah, but we're not seeing people, with all due respect, right. we're not seeing people driving, driving well, yeah, motorcycles well, into classrooms. Let me just, I, I think Ty's trying to say, she'd rather have a firearm and never need it than need it and never have it yeah, at the end exactly. of the day. And nobody's trying to deny her that right. But the the question is, how does somebody like like this Christopher Harbour Mercer, so he, why he's exposed? Do we blame the mother because she had the guns and she's how do taking dicta- him shooting? How, how, how do, do you regulate evil? How, how do you regulate somebody like like uh, Osama bin Laden? Right. How do you regulate? Well, you, you don't regulate evil. What you do is you regulate the tools that Absolutely. evil people right. use, and, right. and guns are tools, and they inflict great harm, and they they kill and injure 120,000 Americans every single you know, year. Lisa, in, in, More Americans have died from gun violence on our home territory than have died in all the wars that we have fought since the revolution. That's since 1968. More Americans have died from gun violence than all of the soldiers and all the people who've died in all of our wars as a nation in, in our history. Wow. You know, that Lisa, is an incredible in, fact. In, the parliament, incredible in fact. the parliament in England, they, they, they stripped all of the, the people to possess firearms uh, in like 1995 uh, from, from, from England. Okay, and you know what started It was up? actually 1997, George. I was, I, I was close, okay. I don't have a Blackberry phone or an iPod phone. But with that being said, Knifings started, stabbings started to increase themselves by, by dramatics, you, you know, you, you know, uh, numbers. So what, what, what's the next rule? It's a typical left-wing liberal. So, let's license the purchase of knives. But George, why is there? But why is there resistance? That's to a national policy. There's no resistance. A national policy and a national rifle association is for mental health checks. Oh, they're against background checks. They're against restoring funding for gun violence research at the federal level. Mental health 
Oh. Uh, you, you know, background checks. They, they have the no background NRA, The NRA Wait. is a gun industry association. They represent the gun manufacturers. They get millions of dollars from the gun manufacturers. And our politicians get lots of money from the NRA to vote their bidding. Our politicians are bought lock, stock, and barrel by the National Rifle Association. The reason the NRA doesn't want any regulations is they want to make sure that guns are sold to terrorists, to criminals, to people who are seriously You're mentally ill. They want to sell guns to everyone. They are an industry completely soaked in blood, and they need to be regulated. They need to be taken down now, and the American people should be angry and stand up to this craven behavior. You're really Absolutely. mad about this. We should I'm be upset angry. about this. People are dying You should daily. be very angry about it. People are dying daily. Yes, we all should. And the bottom line is one in four adults in the United States suffer from some mental illness, and so therefore this is not about mental illness because they... Out of all that, only 4% of the people who kill people have a diagnosed mental illness. So that, I think, so mental illness is a, to a, bed. To bed. Mental illness is a health concern. It's a public health George. concern, and this is what we should be dealing with in terms of mental health. Well, this has nothing to, to do with mental health and, I got and a people I got a beautiful from story mental health being here. evil, because mental health and evil do not go this together. This is a public Thank story. You. An active detective out of Jersey City, New Jersey. African-American family beautiful young man with his wife, two children, driving on vacation through Maryland. He gets involved in a road rage situation with two white supremacists. They pull up, they block the road, and he's an active detective. He's on vacation. But he happens to have his firearm with him. These two guys get out, these white supremacists, you know, career criminals, tattoos all over, skinheads, the whole shebang, and they start approaching him with tie lines and he pulls out his firearm he pulls out his badge he says I'm law enforcement he says please get back in your car and step away they kept approaching him to make a long story short he shot both of them one of them I believe got killed the prosecutor in that county instead of hailing him a hero because if he didn't have a firearm he'd be dead and his family would be dead okay prosecuted him for murder I got involved through the National Police Defense Foundation, the executive director, Joe Acapinti, to bring in three and $400,000 to defend Detective Walker because this prosecutor brought him up on murder charges because he 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 was able to defend his his family What's and his life. Point? Okay, but so nobody nobody's gonna story. nobody's gonna the, argue the that he shouldn't have he, had. He's an active duty law enforcement person that he had a firearm on him. But if nobody he was not a cop with the firearm. Okay, he would have been railroaded. Okay, and, and nobody and nobody's trying to take. No, I don't think anybody is trying to take his gun away. He's a law enforcement officer. He's allowed legally to carry his gun. I think the issue for people is there's. There's a sense that with the first of all, most of the guns. Tell me if I'm right or wrong, George, because you know this topic inside and out. Most of the guns in the United States are manufactured here in the United States, correct? Actually, no. I mean, what? Well, well, this is this know, is. I, 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 if I may interject, the, the biggest yeah. manufacturer of of, of, of firearms yeah, is Glock, and that's Austria. Okay, that's made in Austria. I'm sorry. I just want to interject. This is the problem I think innately with this art, with this conversation is that we have all these other distractions around the issue of the gun. So we bring in all these other stories, all these other sort of things that sort of distract us from the actual issue, which is that we have a gun problem in this country. This country has more gun ownership per capita than anywhere in the world, right? Except so we Yemen. Lead the, we, so we lead the world in that. This American ex exceptionalism at its best, right? But we sort of have these conversations when we have them. We allow these sort of these things on the side, this external in information. Yeah, but nobody's looking to move out of this country. We allow this external information to distract us from the issue that we we should have regulation, more regulation. But George, do you think do you think something needs to be done? 
Or do you think everything uh, is fine the way it is? Honestly. Lisa, I live in the city of New York. So right. I can only tell you that, that when you go down to, uh, you know, other states that don't have the same restrictions we do, you know, it's it's almost, you know, like... Are you an NRA member? I, I am. I'm, so I'm you, so member. you can't have this conversation solely based but on I'm saying New York that you're Wait, let me just ask him. Let me just ask him. What do, what do you think? But are you happy with the way the, the gun laws are now around well, the country? Listen, there are federal... Where there's different laws in different there, there states. Are federal, there are federal laws in place... It, it, listen, everything falls on the state's rights. When, when, why is the Second Amendment the only one that falls on the state's rights is another conversation for itself. And why is the only license I have with no expiration date on it is my marriage license? Every See what that means? Has, See what that means? Has, 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 has has when the gun license expires, there's an yeah, expiration date. Yeah, everything expires. Everything has an expiration date on it. So it's not like it's in perpetuity. That's a good it's idea it's for interesting that you're, you're touting states' rights. That's why I want to bring that up. Nice yeah. word. It's interesting that George is touting states' rights topic. because one of the NRA's uh, goals is to pass a federally mandated concealed carry law, making it possible. Not reciprocity. It, it is not reciprocity. It's federally mandated concealed carry, which would trample on New York state's rights because we have strong concealed carry laws yeah, determining see, who actually gets a concealed permit. You can't permit. have a federal law and then no, you, every state's going to be no, no, no you can have I mean, you can have a, look at you can have a federal like, minimum. You take Texas for example. But you shouldn't have people a have race a, to the bottom and have the Florida standard, which George Zimmerman still has his concealed carry permit. The standard apply, law. apply and preempt New York's laws. That would be the problem with this federally well, mandated well, concealed carry well, law. I mean, George, you would have George feel, Zimmerman. Feel, let me just ask you this: Do you feel you, you? I mean, after the Newtown thing. I covered that as a reporter. We were devastated. After sure, every no, day anybody should be devastated, and everybody was devastated by that by that case. Those little children, and those 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 brave teachers, but the and, and may they rest in peace. But did you feel like wait a minute, something has to be done here after this happens? This guy is Lisa, the mother Lisa, is Lisa, buying I can only, from, from a personal standpoint. My oldest daughter just graduated law school at the age of twenty six. This is not relevant. The thing is, when she was twelve years old, thirteen, she was in junior high school. For her thirteenth birthday, I bought her a twenty gauge semi-automatic shotgun. Wonderful. And we go out and we go sport clay shooting together. And we. What's I, your point, been, George? My, my point is, if you go up, she's an attorney today. She's not going around killing people. Like if you go up in a people. household, okay, that, that, that's regulated, that's not, not dysfunctional. Crazy is not the problem. Not sane. Parented family, everything's no. fine. Being being sane or not, most most of these gun crimes are committed by law-abiding citizens who are law-abiding before they committed Obviously, they're not law-abiding before they before they committed a crime. They had access to guns. The parallels with with this Oregon case. He's with the mother. He lives alone with the mother. Isolation. Isolation. Okay, that's he had Aspergers. The he she says he has a mild form of Aspergers, which is pretty common, Doctor Lisa. Fairly common. So we're not blaming the the no. mental health issue at no, this point. Many people have. But the mother has all these guns, what and she has these guns. But that's what, what I'm saying. Said. It's like that's maybe one to protect yourself. Does she need that many? Does that seem Listen, a little Lisa, bit? Listen, it's like if you take your car keys and you throw them on the kitchen table. Does your kid come and take it and drive down the street and and, and, and go for be kill somebody? It's 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 the same as, as something you know analytically along those lines. I mean, what? What you see what I mean What's with the, the point? I don't understand but, you know, what you're trying to say. On a national level, even on international, sort of make a parallel. In national level, we talk about like Iran whether or not they should get nuclear weapons. We had this debate. Mm-hmm. I think well, why should we care whether or not they get nuclear weapons? Because we don't care so much about whether people get guns. They're all weapons. 
And I think that when we have that, if we if we're okay with other other uh, other countries getting nuclear weapons, why are we okay with uh, why we have this argument about guns away? That but do, but George, do you think something we're needs to be spirit discussion? But do you think something needs to be done? In relation to, to, so we don't see more of these mass killings. I mean, we're seeing like listen, we're seeing churches, movie theaters, schools, edu- education. College education is always the key to anything, exactly. to any civilized society. But when you have, you know, and I'm going to go into you know the Hollywood scene. When you have, you know, all of of this people coming out with these, you know, these Hollywood movies are available these, these all over the world. People, these Japan people, has the most violent video games they're, 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 of any nation yeah. on yeah. earth, and they have the lowest in, gun homicide rate. Well, so you so, cannot. So do you think, there's a, you think there's a connection between I, I, I the gun violence and movies and also, I mean, much more so, especially for these young men, like we, we saw with the Newtown case, he was addicted to very violent video games. I think it's a contributing factor. Well, the gun, well actually, it's not victimization and early in life is one. Exposure to violence is another. Isolation is another. Accessibility um, to Accessibility guns. of weapons of mass destruction is the most important yes. because if someone is having a psychotic moment and and they feel like they want to kill someone, having access to multiple weapons or one weapon gives them the ability to kill. Absolutely. Period. Well said. Well said. Well said. Well, that shut everybody but, up but right there for a minute. Well, because we got past the distractions. But, but George, let me, I just want to, I just, do you feel no, like no, something needs to be done? I don't want to dignify an answer to that. No, but, but do, you, do you feel like you something needs to one, be, George. do you feel like something needs to be done? Like there needs to be a change in the laws nationally? There needs to Lisa, be a national approach to this? Lisa, I don't have a problem if this? anybody wants to be a victim. I, can, I don't want to be a victim. Okay. I, I don't want to be shot. You're saying not having a gun is being a victim. I don't want to be shot. I don't want to walk down the street and have somebody try to carjack me and not be able to protect myself. You want me to be a victim. I don't want to be a victim. Can we? Yeah, yeah, we can hear from I, you. Yeah, I think he, this conversation is really about protecting yourself, not actually going out shooting innocent no, people like everyone in this Owning room. Owning 14 guns it's is not about, about protecting yourself. Yeah. Me, personally, not. me personally, I feel if anybody has a firearm and, and, and use it, I feel like they are intended to use it. Rather, if you feel like killing somebody or not, you are intent to use it. No mental health issue. Nothing at all. If but what about for self-protection? If you would have had a gun today when someone shot you, what would you have done? Have you been in Patterson in certain neighborhoods in Patterson lately? Yes, I've, I've been. Uh, I haven't I've, been there recent. Recently, I would say some of many it is candles all over the street. FYI. Yeah, so then there's some issues around behavioral indicators that, exactly that the if, community if needs practice, to address. If you practice firearm safety and, and the knowledge and just edu- educating yourself, well, com- and, you know, and just eliminating the, well, the ignorance that surrounds this yet. whole issue. Right, you know? so we should we should there's eliminate the guns, access have, have to guns, right and deal with the criminogenic behavior. And and we should eliminate... Wait, say what you were just saying? No, I was saying there's many people who have guns and who has had them for years in their family. Family. That's not going around saying, hmm, I think I'm going to go in, in New York and have a shoot, go on a shooting spree today. That's like, everyone knows that. And so there's something in your mind. There's an evil, as he said, that's going on. And I'm going to say evil because it can't be godly. I'm saying, I'm being honest. Well, do you think... Uh, but, do you, but do I you feel... I have a question, right? You Just said like the you said organ was religious. They asked uh, them uh, what their religion Talea, was. Talea? No, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, I have a question for you, right? You said if... You said if anybody, you said in their mind, right, feel like killing somebody, they'll go out and use that gun. So are they intending to kill somebody? Or I don't know. She's saying she's crazy. using it for protection because she's in a, a high crime area. But she mentioned and she's about a single mo- she's a single mother and she's well, she's protecting single, herself. No, 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 no. I understand that she's a single so mother. So do you think that's right? Do you think that's right? 
I believe she have the right to protect herself if she want to, but it's all in what you do with that gun. But if but she's using the gun, to, if she's getting the trained in the gun properly, she's using it for the right cause. I feel like. Well, as a single mother, to, to and that's and that's my point. And thank you for seeing as that. A, it, a, it was for safety. As a single mother, clearly, I'm not going to be going around shooting you and your family because that's not the purpose I, of having well, it. And she's as, a as single a, mom, so she doesn't yeah. have the time anyway. As a single mom, clearly. as a single mom, do <laughs> you think? To make a as a single mom, like, do you think that there should be any more regulation on on the accessibility of weapons? Um. Well, I don't. I'm not really. I, I can't really delve too much into that as long as whomever has the firearm, whether it's legal, illegal, is actually a sane person. You're not going to be going around shooting innocent people. That's just like the bottom line of this whole conversation. So then you, not, but well, let me ask you the, the training have issue. Illness, so that's that's one in four. Someone, two of us around here. I mean, you're right. You're so making what, the case what, what for stronger case? regulation, actually. Exactly. But if she's made it beautifully, because no, but what, I'm what saying, we right. have, what we have in New York is we have licensing and regulation. I mean, for drivers, you know, I mean, education I'm is like, not enough. Teach everyone, you know, tell everyone to George, drive safely. But everyone's licensed and they're trained to, to drive safely. Dri you have to go through Same drivers goes that have passed a test to drive a car. Do you think for a gun? For gun owners, there should be a test in terms of gun safety and in terms of how to handle a gun and that type of thing. Do you think there should be a I, test I, like that? On a personal level, myself, okay, I've been trained to work with a firearm since I've been a young boy because it was part of my family. It's part of the, the culture of my family. You know, now, should that be mandatory? I'm not going to say it wouldn't be a bad thing, you know, but, you know, that's for others to... to to make that determination. But I mean, but just logically, work with me here on this. You have to learn, you have to pass, you have to pass a driver's ed test mm -hmm. in order to, a, a written test and a field test yeah, in order to get your driver's well, license. I remember, I remember so should when there be some kind of requirement that the person knows how to actually properly handle a handgun, properly know how to clean it so it doesn't well, jam up, properly know how store to it. Hand, store it, mm -hmm. you know, safety when mm -hmm. you you're, you have it in the home around children. Like, how do you keep it accessible well, that, to what, yourself? That's what the higher is learning right now for Exactly. Me. Everything but you, you made that choice. Everything that, that I'm made learning. The choice. I'm just saying this. Well, it's like she's surrounding herself with the She's doing that because she's a responsible mother and you're doing it because you're a responsible gun owner. But I'm just saying, should that be, Would do you think the vast majority of gun owners and your fellow NRA members would object to something as common sense as that, like, let's have a safety program. And and you know, too, when you go, you know, too, you, somebody can fool you in a one-time encounter. But if you're seeing them over a little bit of a period of time, you're going to be able to see, okay, wait a minute, something's, you, you know, you know Lisa, to too, answer that question, you know, why do I have to go to a license? Why do I have to go to answer yes or no, Mike Bloomberg was mayor. The NRA has an Eddie Eagle program. Now, that and, is, and it's about safety. It's completely and, 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 useless. And, and, well, that, that's about education. It's about learning about what to do if you see. So why do you oppose firearm. a safe okay, storage why, law? That's Eddie Eagle program, well, and they did have that to, to teach that. to teach it. But I'm just saying, would you object to a pol a national policy? I think it should start within the schools. Where, where there's a national, where there is a national uh, requirement similar to driver's ed, a field test and a written test before somebody can actually own a firearm. I think the education should start in all the classrooms about firearm uh, safety. If somebody should see, it should be part of, you know, like uh, health. Okay, health but, 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 but you're not answering my question. In terms of the, in terms of the licensing, 
in terms of getting that well, gun license. I remember license. when Ellie Spitzer wanted to give. Can you hear me? But George, but George, is that a is that is that a problem? I mean, why why that just seems like kind of like common common sense. Yeah, like somebody's not literally driving down the car. I can only tell you. I'm just asking for myself. Yeah, I'm not asking you to speak for yourself. You represent an entire. I was taught a certain way. No, but I'm asking you from an industry standpoint. That's not for me to answer. That's for the powers to be. Michael Medium's giving me the real run But let me just try one more time. Help me understand why there's resistance. Not you personally, maybe. Help me understand why there's resistance to an idea like that. To that, to many Americans, seems like a very simple, common sense step that everybody could agree on without trampling on anybody's Second Amendment rights. Why is there such a vehement objection to that? I think that those are answers that 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 are bigger. Uh, issues than than something along those lines. Well, this is what? like bleeding. He, this it, reason why, because it's a sensible question that he can't make sense of is why he can't answer it. No, because it, no, that's, that's, just not me an that's not for no. me to answer. Okay, what? How much time do we have? Michael Means giving me the two minutes. Oh answer. boy, oh. this this is terrible. All right, real quick, Dr. Lisa, moving forward, what do you think needs to happen? I think we need better federal regulations, and I think we need to look at the criminogenic behaviors and communities that seem to be um, really suffering quite often from violence. And we need to look at that in a deeper way. Communities need to come together to address those issues, but we should not blame mental health. Okay, Leah? It's a public health crisis. It's not normal that 120,000 Americans every year are killed and injured by guns. We need tougher federal regulations, and New York is showing the way forward. All right, Donnell, real quick. Actually believe that we need stricter federal gun laws nationwide, not just from state to state, nationwide. All right, Tahir? Um, gun education for firearm safety is very important and that definitely will help us all moving forward. All right, Marlon? I'm one that believes in pushing the pendulum really far. I think we need to really, as a nation, uh, reevaluate our relationship to the Second Amendment. All right, George, giving you the final word here. I only hear about all the people that were killed by gun violence, but I never hear how many people were saved by uh, having a firearm. Because there aren't that many. Are there a lot? No, there are very many. It's never reported the by the drive-by media. Where's the okay, data? Okay, well, we're can we find show us it. Okay, you'll send me the okay, okay, that'll be for that'll be for Okay, okay, okay. I'm getting the cutoff sign here. It's from Illinois. You should love him. I'm sorry, we're out of time. We're going to continue the discussion on Twitter at Lisa Evers on the Instagram page. Lisa Evers, please, guys, guys, work with me here. Just work, please, guys. Calmate, tranquilo. Let me just get this done here. We'll continue the discussion on, on Twitter. I love it when the show keeps going and we're running out of time, but we are running out of time. And Michael Medium, thank you all so much for thank you all so much for all being in the same room together. I think this, I think I think that's a fantastic discussion, and we really appreciate it. I got to give a special. I I have to say no a special. Heat, thank God. I have to say. I have to say a special shout out to Sergio Argueta, Strong Youth Long Island. Thank you so very much for the award uh, given to me and Tone Capone and the whole Street Soldiers team here for our work in the community. Also, we want to say a big get well to Patterson's own Fetty Wap. And well soon okay and, and to my family in Patterson. Shout out. Mm -hmm. All right, Fetty, that's going to get edited out. But anyway, <laughs> Fetty, because we're out of time. We'll do this after everybody leaves. Okay, we'll do it after everybody <laughs> You want me to continue? Everyone's going to keep talking, though. Okay, I'm going to try one more time. Big shout-out to Sergio Argueta, Strong Youth Long Island, for the award he gave to me and Tone Capone and our whole Street Soldiers team for our work in the community. A big get well to Fetty Wap. Hope your leg heals fast. To his attorney, Navarro Gray, one of our Street Soldiers' favorites and experts that we call on here. 
and also to my whole Street Soldiers team, our executive producer, Tone Capone, associate producer, Rose D, assistant producer, Mia Bell, um, production assistants from the one and only TJ Charles, our board op, digital support, and all-round support, the one and only Michael Medium, a.k.a. Uh, DJ Mike Medium. And um, thank you all for listening. Make sure you check me out on the Fox 5 News at 5 and 10, and especially Wednesday nights after Empire and 10 o'clock. I'm having a big hip-hop story every Wednesday night. You don't want to miss it. A lot of fun to do, too. So remember, use your mind. It's your best weapon. I hope it's your only weapon. I'm Lisa Evers. Push for peace. You guys are